Good morning, Chevia Churches. Good morning to those joining us from elsewhere. I hope everyone is keeping very well. This is Colin, and we worship together on this Transfiguration Sunday. You'll find the, the notices on the, the website, but I would highlight a few. Um, the weekly coffee mornings will restart after all this time. We'll restart this Tuesday. So Tuesday between 10 and 12, come for coffee. And I will be at Yetum on Tuesdays um, from 11 to 1. And Wednesday marks the start of Lent. It is Ash Wednesday. We'll be holding a little service at Hoslaw Chapel at 11 o'clock in the morning. So Ash Wednesday this this coming Wednesday at 11. Um, there'll be a business meeting for Morbato Guild on Thursday at 2 o'clock. Committee members, please note. And the World Day of Prayer will be held at Morbato at 2 p.m. on Friday. And all are very welcome to that. And again, the, the, the Lent Study Group will begin a week on Wednesday, the 9th of March. And if anyone is interested, please get in touch with Arthur or myself. And I think these are all our intimations. Our call to worship, transcendent God, majestic and bright, shine upon us. Everlasting God, majestic and bright, shine upon us. Let your light be found. Reach into us illuminating our souls as we worship together. Our first hymn is from Songs of God's People and is number 45, How Lovely on the Mountains. And thanks to, to Heather. Let us pray. 
God of grace and God of glory, you reveal your presence to the world in radiant glory and gentle whispers on mountain tops and lowly plains, in classrooms and hospital beds, in homes and churches, in the silence of nature, the sounds of the city. Yours is a presence that pushes past our fears. Yours is a touch that transforms our doubts. We come before you to celebrate your goodness, to focus on your light, and offer you all praise and honour and thanksgiving. For you are our God, and we are your people, now and always. God of mercy and forgiveness, facing the light of your goodness, we confess all that keeps us from sharing that goodness. We confess that we're too often distracted by the desires we have more than we need. We focus on our disappointments rather than trust the future you create. We can feel discouraged by the pandemic and fail to claim the hope that you hold out onto us in Christ. Transform us by your grace and shape us into your disciples who follow Christ's leading every day. And do not be afraid. God's forgiveness shines into the world. The morning star rises in our hearts and we are made new. Know that you are forgiven and forgive one another in Christ's name. And now we join in our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We turn to the book of Exodus. And it's Exodus chapter 34, and we read from verse 29. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him. And Moses spoke with them. Afterwards all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with him, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin on his face was shining. And Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Luke and chapter 9 and reading from verse 28. Now, about eight days after saying these things, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James 
went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed. His clothes became dazzling white. And suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking with him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory in the two men who stood with him. And just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. And while he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. And then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus found, was found alone. And they kept silent and in those days told no one any of the things that they had seen. Amen. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have a psalm, and it's hymn number 34, O send thy light forth and thy truth. We have our weekly prayer. Faithful God, as we enter into your awesome presence, help us to see Jesus only, 
who has now made it possible for us to worship without any barriers. In the week that lies before us, may we reflect your love and the way that we live our lives. And may we be seen as followers of Christ and by our words and actions draw others into his loving care. Amen. I received the message on my phone. I've left them at your back door. It was from a friend who'd kindly picked up a box of oranges for me. Now, these were no ordinary oranges, but they came from Calabria in Italy. It's an area where poverty and organised crime are rife. But they come from an organisation called Mediterranean Hope, and that's supported by one of our Church of Scotland mission partners. And they support migrants who have crossed the Mediterranean, fleeing from persecution or hunger or poverty, and who now work in the fruit industry there. And, And the aim of Mediterranean Hope is to break the cycle of exploitation. Often the migrants, other fruit workers, live in very poor accommodation with no water, no electricity. And they're given poor wages because they, the people who employ them know that they, they don't have any weight, they can't protest. But Mediterranean hope guarantees workers a decent wage, good accommodation. And they assure those who purchase the fruit of excellent and fair trade produce. And some of the profit goes into social projects. Now, this box of oranges was supposed to arrive before Christmas, but there was so much red tape that it has only arrived now, but quite fortuitously, because it has arrived during fair trade fortnights. When we focus on fairly traded goods, where those who labour so hard to grow crops are, are rewarded, are given good, a good price for what they do. Now, oranges on a, a February day, with their bright colour, they can give us a lift. But the story behind them, of all the migrants who are given the hope of being valued for who they are, that gives us a lift as well. Our story from the gospel gives us a lift too. Jesus had been telling the disciples of an arduous journey ahead of them to Jerusalem and the need to take up their crosses and to follow him. But then several days later, he took three of them, Peter and James and John, and they went up on a mountain. And there they had this incredible experience, just one bathed in mystery. For Jesus was transfigured in front of their eyes. His whole body seemed to be filled with light and he is radiant. There's only one word for it, radiant. And then he's flanked on either side by Moses and Elijah. It's an overwhelming experience for the disciples. No wonder they couldn't speak of it afterwards. But it must have given them a lift. 
Of course, we know our New Testament, we know the gospel story. And seeing Jesus there with Moses and Elijah beside him, it can remind us of another hillside where Jesus is flanked by two people, except this time as Calvary. And Jesus is flanked by the two thieves on crosses. It's almost as if the transfiguration is pointing ahead to it, as if it's predicting the crucifixion to come. Jesus knew the road to Jerusalem was a hard road. He knew it was a road of self-sacrifice. And perhaps here, on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus is taking care of the disciples. They will go through a lot. They will see him sweating blood in Gethsemane. They will see him arrested. They will see him die on the cross. They will see the worst happening to him. But at the transfiguration, they're given a glimpse of the best. A glimpse of what resurrection will look like. The transfiguration is one way God promises that there will always be hope. There will always be a way of starting anew. And we need to hear that. We need to hear there's hope, especially with the fighting in Ukraine just now that just tears our hearts apart. On the, the mountaintop, God gave us a glimpse of how the tragedy of, of Jesus' death was going to be transformed and transfigured into something glorious on Easter morning. And if God can do that for his son, he can do it for all his sons and daughters in Christ. And God is saying, no matter our suffering, no matter what, we're, what cross we're carrying, the Almighty can transfigure our dying into glorious rising, can transfigure ugliness into beauty. Just as the ugliness of the exploitation of the migrant fruit pickers in Calabria have been transformed into the beauty of being valued, of being given dignity, of being given fair wages. There's a challenge there for all of us. How would the world be if we chose to radiate something beautiful into every situation? If we chose to radiate Christ's beauty, even when everyone around is filled with anger or judgment, if we chose to radiate Christ's beauty, even when our neighbours are filled with gossip and pettiness, if we chose to radiate Christ's beauty, even when people speak harshly of the immigrant or pass judgment on the poor, we chose to radiate Christ's beauty, even when people are being negative around us. Jesus took the disciples up the mountain and radiated love. And he continued to radiate love even when he came back down the mountain and was immediately met with a crowd, the sick, the poor, the needy, those needing healing. We're called to radiate that love too and bring something of beauty into our ugly world. In the name of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn 356, Meekness and Majesty.
and let us pray. Gracious God, you've given us life and blessed us in Christ with new life. Bless the gifts we offer today and bless our lives so that others may see his grace at work in us. Revealing God, you bless us with your presence and your wisdom. We marvel at the wonders of your love. You created a beautiful world that reveals your majesty. Thank you for opening our eyes to your presence each day and help us to recognize you not only in mountaintop experiences, but also in everyday tasks and in times of great challenge. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, much in the world needs transformation. Only you can provide. Where there's violence, bring calm. Where there's poverty, send sustenance. Where there's confusion, bring wisdom. Where there's chaos, create order. Where hearts and minds are troubled, bring comfort. Where pain is crippling, grant release. Move the hearts of the rich to share with those in need and call the powerful to act with justice for those at risk. We think of the situation in Ukraine, with fighting, those suffering. Just lift that situation before you now. We pray that this war may stop. We also lift up the, the work of Mediterranean Hope and we think of our mission partner, Fiona Kendall, and just thank you for the work that they do, bringing hope into the lives of many of these migrants who've given up so much to cross the, the Mediterranean, hoping to escape violence and persecution. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal God, we pray for your church around the world and pray for our congregation here. Give your people the energy to shine wherever there is despair or discouragement. Bless each congregation with wisdom and vision as we face the challenges and changes in our world. Renew our imagination and commitment to develop new forms of ministry and mission in the days ahead. And gather us as a people again, after months of distancing, and inspire us with greater delight in your mystery and greater joy in seeking your presence. And in a moment of silence, we bring before you the names and situations on our hearts this day. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Amen. And we close our, our podcast with the hymn 458, At the Name of Jesus.
God of mountaintop mystery, lead us on our way. God of daily duty, lead us on our way. God of all times and places, lead us from this place and stay with us on our way. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. <laughs>